Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thanks for joining us here this morning. I hope you can stay with us as we uh, will get into a number of different things. Here's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Just one guest in the first hour of the program. Chris Monter, uh, college basketball news, but really good on the uh, NBA draft. He's a lot of these kids he's watched since back in junior high, of course, through high school, AAU, etc., into their respective schools, uh, and now on to the verge of being drafted into the NBA. Uh, so we'll do that in the first hour of the program. Where's Keegan going to go? Uh, we will see one of those things, uh, some of the talent at the top of the draw, uh, top of the draft rather, as well. So Chris Monter comes up at the bottom of the hour. Going to talk to somebody for the first time. Uh, I'm looking forward to this as we are now in the throes, really, of, um, well, baseball season is upon us. Not a lot of other things going on out there. Yes, I get it, hockey fans, which I include myself. There is a pretty big game tonight in Tampa Bay, game number four. Uh, but Greg Peterson, uh, one of the uh, Vissen hosts, is going to join us. He's a would you say his strong suit is wagering on baseball or the intricacies of wagering on MLB? College basketball maybe would okay. be number one. He is somebody, though, that handicaps every single game. When we're talking about baseball, that's a daily I know occurrence. who this cat This is the guy, every single basketball. Every game. Yes. If you got Coppin State against Maryland Eastern Shore, he's got a line for uh-huh. it. And he's got his power number. His numbers. line, his power number. Yes. I rem- I know who this guy is now. You've probably seen his spreadsheet that's I have. posted up every single day. Every he puts day. him up. Yeah. And it is a very good reference board. It's something and that I And he posts use. his own bets. Yes. And he is, when he gets clobbered, mm-hmm. and everybody has one of those nights, <laughs> yeah. um, he, he's back the next day. Yes. You know, and lick your wounds. It's 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 going to happen. I didn't know that. I, I Now I put the... Uh, uh, his work to the guests. And so he does Greg the Peterson. exact same thing for baseball. Good. Where he puts every single game, he puts his power numbers together. And he doesn't together. charge for this. No. It is a free yeah. service that he has. Has the overnight shift on VEASAN where he does the 1 a.m. to 4 o'clock, I think, Eastern. Oof. So what? Midnight to 3 our time. Oof. He's out there late. He's out there late grinding away. But a guy from the Midwest and made his way out to Vegas. Yeah, Wisconsin kid? Yes. And... He's been out there now for a number of years doing the gambling thing and trying to make a buck as he is capping every single game. Well, if you like sports wagering, uh, you're going to hear it on our show. Yes. <laughs> it's a seldom, well, there isn't a day go by because your circuit play of the day yeah. uh, is part of every single one. A profitable one, one yesterday. You did. You had a three and two day. So good. Take three and day every single yep. day of the week, right? If I do that. 
You're going to be just fine. Yes. You're going to be just fine. That's 60% where I grew up, right? You got it. Thank you. Yes. Um, so Greg Peterson will kick off the first hour, of, or the second hour, rather, of the program. Uh, and then we will get our buddy David Kaplan in here. Now, within the last hour, Cappy had Jed Hoyer. Uh, on his radio program. So we will get, uh, Cappy at 11.30 and obviously we'll talk, uh, cause he was, he had some, he was ready for this interview, I think, Cappy. Mm-hmm. We'll say the same and it wasn't going to be a puff piece. At least that was his, uh, that was what he thought was going, uh, that was his plan going into it. We'll see how it turned out as he tried to get some answers, uh, from the brass at the Cubs. So David Kaplan will join us. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our weekly conversations with David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa.com. Well, baseball to get to, where would you like to start? Well, I got an answer to our question. That we've been asking the U.S. For the Open last. numbers. Yes, I saw them this morning for the last yes. three days. So on Sunday they got a, a 5.2 viewers, adults uh, 1.1. But yeah, the number that you're looking for 5.2 million. That is down slightly from what it was a year ago with John Rom winning in prime time. Mm-hmm. Remember that was at Torrey That's Pines. Right. This was Eastern Time Zone. We got to so factor a that bit into it. Yep. But down a little bit. Saturday numbers were up a touch, but overall pretty good numbers. Yeah. I think for the U.S. Open, but. Man, it was a surprise it took this long to get well, those numbers. Well, Trent, you know what? And I didn't see this in any... Uh, I read two pieces on it this morning. Um, the, the internet, the peacock numbers, are they slow to include? I mean, you would think that that would be readily available. you think that'd be easier. Right? Um, but um, I, I just wonder if that had anything to do with it, all the different ways now that we consume our sports media. But yeah, the the numbers were good, which is great because, you know, as we said, this was a leaderboard that, you know, no Tiger, no Phil. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of the names that we're accustomed to being there is the changing uh, of the guard. But it was good to see that they weren't down significantly uh, because it was a hell of a finish. You know, one interesting thing I heard, uh, sports media watch guy, uh, Paulson, I think his name is, uh, I can't even think what it is, but regardless, I heard him in an interview last week talking about, you know, people that are deriding all kinds of different sports and the NBA takes a lot of arrows. Oh, the numbers are Mm -hmm. down, numbers are down, numbers are down. TV numbers are down across the board because Mm -hmm. people are not watching television in the same realm that they did even five years ago. So it is... In a way, better just to look at the rating number as opposed to just strictly what the overall viewers are because as a product, people are not watching television in the same way. And when you look at it in that fashion, ratings are good. Though you might even look back to five years ago and say, boy, you know, they're, they're down three, four, five million viewers. But the ratings are actually up mm-hmm. because that many more people that are actually watching television are watching whatever sport you're talking about. So something that I hadn't thought about and looking at it that way, but if you're putting together a column and, and talking about, yeah, yeah, this sport is screwed by Travis, those kind of people. Right. Nobody's watching the NFL does the best year, has had the right, best year right. ratings-wise ever. And that's the part that you have right. to look at, the rating part of it as opposed to just strictly viewers. People are not watching television. People are not watching live television like they did. And, you know, we're seeing more and more changes in the landscape. You see Bally Sports now is finally mm-hmm. something that has been something they've been working on now for years. And... You don't have to have a cable subscription. 20 bucks a month, you can get Bally Sports North, Bally Sports Midwest, whatever it is, and you can get that streaming component. They want to keep the price high because ultimately they still do want people to have a cable package or a direct TV or right. whatever it is, but you are going to now have that ability. Well, um, it's, it's, it's clearly changing the way we consume it, right? Uh, along those lines, um, Bally's, who's going to get into sports if they already aren't, 
the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, I didn't know this until this morning, uh, and he's not, he's, I don't think he's the primary owner, but he's one of the owners of the Sixers. He's also the CEO of the Fanatics. Oh, yeah. Uh, not, okay. not, not three to six. <laughs> not that no, different. not those Fanatics. Not the, Cyclone Fanatic. Right, the yeah. Fanatic brand, right? Yeah. Um, he's having to give up his ownership of the Celtics oh. because Fanatics are about to join DraftKings, Circa, uh, the the uh, significant number of sports operators, sports betting operators uh, that are coming into the uh, sports betting landscape. So just like when uh, the Maloof brothers mm-hmm. who owned the Palms and Palms Place in Las Vegas, they could not, you couldn't bet on those games in those properties because right. they had... What did they own of it? Were they the primary owners of the Sacramento Kings? Yes. I thought they were, right? They owned a significant chunk of it for for a long, long time. And they got their money. I think the old man was the Budweiser distributor for Northern California. That's building a pretty big one, huh? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Think I mean, of the money can, in that. Oh, jeez! But that's how it's one. It's one of those big, big brands. I'm pretty sure it's a beer, and i i would i would I would bet if you can't at the palms on this. Um, but uh, I think it was Budweiser. Anyways, the Maloofs couldn't offer wager. They got to wager, you know, any game in the NBA except when it had to do with Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So this guy had to sell his share of the um, of the Philadelphia 76ers. Want to ask you this, Rob Gronkowski? Rob Gronkowski mm-hmm. uh, announced his retirement yesterday. Whether it uh, whether it sticks or not. Um, you know, this time last year, I think he was retired too, and Tom Brady or talked him out of it. I don't know if this is going to stick or not. But where is he? Because all you know, as soon as one guy that's really good at that position walks away, you have to rank him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're contractually committed to to placing amongst the history, which is incredibly difficult to do. The best tight ends to ever play the game. Is it him? Oh boy! At his highest peak, yes. Because he blocks too. This is what, right, this is right. the thing about Gronk. We 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 know him for his you know his red zone. He was so dominant. Of mm-hmm. course, spiking the, the spiking the football became his kind of his trademark. It, I mean, At his best, yes. Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp, Antonio Gates, Jimmy uh, Graham. Jimmy Graham was really good. You, you know, you go back. I think maybe Ditka was the first tight end I'd ever heard of. Um, in the 70s and 80s. Dave Casper. Dave Casper, exactly. Good one, Trent. You know, followed him that was good, and I don't know if he was on that level. Todd Christensen was oh, really yeah. good with the Raiders. Jay um, Novacek had a good Jay run. Jay Novacek. Now, if he was on, I don't know, the Browns as opposed to yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, point. Excellent point. Yeah, excellent would, would point. Would we know him in no, the same fashion? No, Probably no, we not. wouldn't. Uh, Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow. Keith the, Jackson. The, oh, yes. Not the announcer. Yeah. <laughs> the football player. Right. Um... How about the two in, uh, in, in with with the Jets, uh, Shockey and Bavaro? Yes, Bavaro, absolutely. Shockey had a hell of a career. He did. Shannon Sharp, did you mention? Oh, him? if I didn't, I, I made a mistake yeah, because yeah. he's my favorite. You know, I mean, you understand why, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Shannon Sharp's on any list, but who's the best? I mean, it, it's it's kind of like what kind of pizza you like the best, right? Right. It's all it, good. Yeah, it's all good. Um, Gronk at his best was. I the think best he might be because he was a complete guy. Mm-hmm. Antonio Gates was. He was a wide receiver masquerading. Yeah. He just had a big frame. He was right. not a great elite level blocker where Gronk was. Yeah. Tony Gonzalez, he's one that really talented, put up just, he was solid mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And he was really good at his peak, too. Who would you rather have, him or Kelsey? 
Kelsey? It's a tough question. It is. It's, it's, Maybe it's the latest is the greatest kind yeah. of thing, and also the quarterback that well, he that's has, just it. as opposed to what yeah, Tony Gonzalez dealt and with. And he had some guys, but he didn't have Patrick Mahomes. Right. Um, Completely different. Are we missing anybody? Mm, Jason Witten? Yeah. yeah. Vernon uh, Davis? He's up there in the all-time, Vernon Davis, all-time right? touchdown list. Different type of player coming out of Maryland. Greg Olson? No. How about this? So I'm looking at the all-time touchdown list for tight ends. So I'm counting down. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11th on the all-time touchdown list is a guy from the state of Iowa, Dallas Clark. Is he really? 11th all-time in tight end touchdowns Hmm. in the NFL. Never, ever would have thought he was that high. As QB, I mean, he loved to throw the football around. He's Uh ahead of guys like Keith Jackson, Uh Ben Coates, Ozzie Newsom. Ben Coates. Ozzie Newsom's a good one. They're speaking to Cleveland. Yeah, Kellen Winslow. Mm Mm-hmm. Mike Dicka, he is ahead of guys like that. 11th on the all-time list. Huh. Does Dallas Clark have a chance at the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. I mean, it, it would have to be kind of a perfect storm of yeah. a group that isn't very good. Right, you know, and there's two, and there's, there's, there's starting to be have a, a real logjam. There is, yes. Yeah, they've got some catching up to do, because there's mm-hmm. a bunch of guys every year that you would think, well, we get next year, because we have to think of these other guys. Uh, um, n- n- no. All-time touchdowns. Antonio Gates leads the way. He had 118. Gonzalez second with 115. And then Gronk at 108. But here's the difference. Gates played 248 games for those 118. Mm -hmm. Gonzalez played 277 for 115. Mm -hmm. Gronk 165 for the 108. Yep. Gronk blocked. I think that and, I think that separates one. him a little bit from uh, from everybody else. Hell of a career, if indeed uh, it and does come to an end. And yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Just so let me. So since we're on this, we, we look at the baseball. Welcome already. to June, right? Where when it's all said and done, where's George Kittle going to re- because he blocks he and does? he's a different player. Um. Is, is he ever going to be gonna, healthy? Well, that's it, just it, right? I mean, is the, he going to cut into this conversation at some point? At that level, no. I don't think he'll get to the heights that we're talking about. Fringe Hall of Fame. So here's the numbers currently in his career. 335 catches, 4,500 yards, 20 touchdowns in his career. Mm. 20 touchdowns in his career. He had the elite season. Two of them. Over 1,000 yards in both of them. But both those years, he also only had five touchdowns. Only. Mm. Five touchdowns right, in both right. those years. Had six a year ago uh, with just shy of 1,000 yards. So he's got to stack it together. He's already 28 years old. He'll be 29 coming up this fall. Yeah. And injuries have right. already started to pile up. Probably not Probably even as not. good as he has been. And mm-hmm. if he puts together, say, two more solid seasons, he has a half decade where he's considered the best tight end or one of the best tight ends in the game along with that top tier. Even with that, is that good enough to be a Hall of Famer? Probably not. I don't think so, Trent. No, no I don't think so. Interesting. Well, um, I'm glad you found that list. That's yeah. a pretty good one. Did, who else is on? Anybody you didn't mention? Jog my memory. Uh, let's see. Uh, scrolling down a little bit after Dave Casper and Dallas Clark. Wesley Walls. Wesley Walls? Really? Wesley Walls had 55 touchdowns in his career. Jerry Smith. No, nope, don't remember. Oh, no. Is that the guy with the uh, Cardinals? Jerry Smith. Or, no, I'm not. Who am I thinking of? Redskins. Okay, yeah, I don't remember him. Played 65 through 1977 in his career. Yeah. A little bit deeper. Ben Coates. Yeah. He had a couple of really good years. Did he have a 100 catch season? Don't remember. Ben, I I think I'm remembering that. Let's click on his. Bledsoe? Uh, 96 is what he had back in 1994. Had seven touchdowns, 1,100 yards receiving that year. Raymond Chester? Mm -hmm. Heath Miller up on the list. Really? 
That's a surprise. Well, Steelers love their tight ends. He he kind of burned hot. He had over what almost six hundred yard mm-hmm. uh, catches in his career. Uh, that he and that, had. this would have been a name that uh, I mean uh, one of those names that just reverberates through whatever stadium they were playing. Right, because Steeler fans travel, they get in. Raymond Chester, Ben Watson, yeah, Billy Joe Dupree, <laughs> name from the past. Billy Joe, forty-one career touchdowns with the Cowboys. Uh, 73 through 83. Well, I think, uh, I think Gronk has got to be, he's, he's, he's the head, he's the, he's the top of the class. And it's, it's, it's fun to kind of, I guess, try and rank them. It's, it's very difficult to compare the errors, et cetera. I know that. I agree with that. Um, but at that position, look, the game's changing, right? To have, uh, Dallas Clark, perfect example of it. Look what Peyton Manning was, um, he threw a lot of balls his way, did he not? Yes. Indeed. All right, baseball from last night. What game did you, I'm sure you were watching the Twins. It was pretty much all Twins. I, I didn't really pop off of it uh-huh. much at all. Uh, yeah, it, it was locked and loaded throughout that whole one. An entertaining game. Obviously, the good guys came mm-hmm. up on the short side for me, but... Well, they had a chance. Oh, they did. They Runners take the on lead. first and second in the 10th inning, right, mm-hmm. when they went to extras, Buxton walked. Strikeout. Strikeout. Yeah. yeah. Strikeout. Yeah. Next inning starts with a strikeout. Four straight. That closer for the Guardians, though, who I hadn't seen a whole lot of, he is really, really talented. Class A, I think, is the way that you say it. His cutter. He throws a cutter that goes 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it's not fair. (laughs) It's not fair. He's not there. And the Twins had a shot, though, late. Off the bat, did you think the swing from Miranda was out? Yes, it was out. Because I let out a yelp. And then I got the look from the way. that far. <laughs> but, I, but I did. Because the kids are sleeping, obviously, uh-huh. at this point. And yeah. I thought that thing yeah. was gone. It was 100 miles an hour. He turned on it, got it up, and it just died at the warning track. That would have been a fun night to end. But Guardians are good. They are. I don't know how they're doing it. These young guys have I'm played really well. They got talent on this what, team, what and they were, got pitching. What were they prior to the season to win the division? Ooh, that's a good one. Did, I, were they the third choice? I mean, White Sox clearly were the yeah. choice. Well, they might have been the fourth choice because I wasn't oh, the alone. Tigers, with yeah, the Tigers, yeah, a lot of Tigers love there. There was plenty yeah. of buzz. So I'll see if I can find a preseason MLB division odds uh, for that because you would have to assume they're going to be right there. All right, let's scroll through. Found it here. This is an article from NBC Sports Chicago. Going down. Make the playoffs. Ah, they just have National League Central here, American League. That's not what I'm looking for. The White Sox were the division leader. I do have that. They were at the beginning minus 200 before the season on the White Sox to win it. Team totals. Here we go. Division odds for all 30 teams. Let's see if this one has. Here we go. All right. Let's get to the American League Central. To win the division, the White Sox, uh, this is from Caesars, minus 125 at the beginning of the year. The Twins were plus 165. The Tigers were 60 to 1 to open, finish 40 to 1. The Indians were still plus 650. Guardians. And, or Guardians, yes. And uh, 8 to 1 at a couple places. They still have Indians yep. listed here. Do they? I'll, I'll yell at them. But yeah, so still pretty long odds yep. there. Yep. You didn't see it. Looked like they're selling off pieces. A lot of people thought that Ramirez was going to be traded. I, I didn't get, yeah, he was going to be a Blue Jay. Right. That, okay. that was, was that, that, was that, that was out the scuttlebutt, there? February and March. He was going to be a Blue Jay before Chapman came over uh, from Oakland. Speaking of the Blue Jays, White Sox uh, again. Look, it wasn't Gossman that, that cost Toronto the win last night. Uh, where I want to start with the in that game, though, this Dylan Cease, you got to mm-hmm. jump on board. I know that you—he's bit you in the you know what. Uh-huh. Over, 
But he's figured it out. He has. He struck out 11, and that's a pretty good lineup. Mm-hmm. He struck out 11 Blue Jays in six innings yesterday. 11 and in six innings. I mean, got 18 outs, 11 of them via strikeout. And made really good hitters look really bad. I mean, embarrassingly bad. He's good. He's legit. Um, and this was a good win for the White Sox, having to go to extras last night as Toronto came back and won it. But um, they've got a chance, and they go for the sweep today. Is it a day game? I think it is. I think it's this afternoon. 110 first pitch. 110. And I know it's Giolito. Who pitches for the Jays? Stripling? Uh, uh, that sounds right. We have one I was looking this morning. Let me pull it back up here. Go to today, Wednesday. It is, yeah, Ross Stripling against Lucas Giolito. And the thing for the White Sox is we mentioned the Guardians and the Twins are playing eight games here over mm-hmm. the next week and a half. The White Sox get another one today. They can have these teams just beat up right. on each other. Absolutely. And they might be a game or two back by the time that Very they, true. they have to uh, get going. Because guess what they have next, the White Sox? What? The, the Orioles for four. Oh, my. <laughs> and then they go But to, you know what? To be fair to them, they're better. They are. They're better. They're not the laughing stock. What they got, 30 star. wins this year? Well, let me look. I got it in front of me right here. They have, uh, as we begin play today, they're 30 and 39. 30 and 39. That's a real baseball mm-hmm. team. Not the joke that they have been. They're right. getting there. Right. right. It's a slow build. Yep. As we've seen, but this is not a team that's yeah, playing 300 baseball. Yeah, one day Camden Yards will be full again. And I mean, it's embarrassing as far as the yeah. attendance now, but it's, and it's such a pretty ballpark. Yeah. It's such a great ballpark. I love Camden Yards. Love it, love it, love it. Um, the um, the warehouse out in right field, and there's br- they're bricks, but in the middle of the bricks, they're um, what's the word? Bossed. The balls that clear the right field fence mm-hmm. and land on a brick. Okay, that brick when you come back the next time has who hit it, the date that it was hit. And how far it traveled on that brick. That's cool. And you just, there's a Boog, a Boog Powell, remember the old uh, first baseman for the Orioles in the 60s? You probably don't, but um, I know that we know the name, the name right? of the stories. Yeah. Absolutely. So he's got a barbecue joint out and right, and there's you know a bunch of tap beers and concessions out there. And it's fun just to go see all of the plaques. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you look at the warehouse and the home runs that were hit in the All Star game. Was it Griffey that pounded one? Who pounded one when the All Star game off the warehouse? Yes, there there was. Yeah, I think it's Griffin. Somebody going to hit the warehouse? Yeah, was. I think it was Griffin. Anyways, really cool stadium. Really cool stadium. So I know part of your beginning of your baseball night, of course, you're going to be watching the Blue Jays, but it's always the Cubs. Yes. How how much longer is that going to last? Uh, It lasted two innings last night. It's it's not. How much more are you going to get down? Well, to, to be to be honest, Trent, I was more into Pittsburgh because I love this cruise story. Right, the six foot seven shortstop. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, it's going. It's coming. It's getting to the more end. difficult. It's, I can it's tell. Difficult to watch. Yeah. Yes, I mean they're 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 awful. You told me Monday night you flipped it on. It just. Mm-hmm. I know in this market, it's about the Cubs. It is. It's number one. Right. But when they're this bad, when they're this this terrible, it just. It's Trent, they'll hard finish to get last. I, I didn't. I didn't flip last night. Not at all. Not at all. Didn't get there yeah. for a moment. I saw the score and said, "No, nope, mm-hmm. don't even need to go there." And I really like the broadcast. I, yeah. I, I like uh, Boog. And you're a little slow to come. I around. was, yeah. And Deshays isn't working. It was Ryan Dempster last night. Shambi um, Dempster and Taylor McGregor. They're they're really good. Listen, but it's tough, man. It's tough to watch that team. They are so pathetic. Uh, it's fun to watch Morel. Yeah. But other than he's it. 
That's about it, right? Yeah. Got to get an alert set up on my phone when he comes to bat. Yeah. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy that I'm locked in to watch his whole life. I like Contreras. I like to watch him, but I'm not sure how long he's going to be there. Winston mm-hmm. Swindell is hurt. Nico Horner, I like the story. Who else are we missing? Uh, Ian Happ's having a great year. I mean, he he, for him, he's having a fun year, and he's, he's okay. He hustles his you-know-what off, but it's tough to watch. It's morale. You going to watch Andrelton Simmons? No. Guy's a nut job. Jason Hayward? No. Roll one over to second for the time after time. time after time. It's not a fun team No, to watch. it's not. It's and, not. And seeing Killian the other night, his struggles. Yeah, it wasn't good. The ones that you're kind of hopeful for. Mm-hmm. Going the wrong way. A guy like Schwarmer last night. Just... He was bad, too. And he's been, he has had maybe one good, his first game in the majors was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a win in his second game, his second start. But since then, it's been uh, all downhill. It's 10-25. Time for another $1,000 home run. Go to KXNO.com. Yes, KXNO.com. Once you get there, you'll see a pop-up box and enter this keyword, Money. In this nationwide contest, it's money at kxno.com, money kxno.com, your chance to win $1,000. We will have another keyword coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. Excited to talk about the NBA draft. Where does it, um, I mean, it used to move my needle more so than it does now. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously with Keegan Murray being a part of it, and I don't think you're going to have to invest a lot of time watching <laughs> until you hear his name. Um, and then maybe circle around late to see if A.J. Green does get uh, does get his right. uh, name called. Uh, but But the NBA draft used to mean something. I was a huge, huge fan, and it was my basketball fandom, college basketball, kind of combining back when I was a big NBA fan. Because you knew the college players longer, maybe? Yeah, so, I mean, mm-hmm. it was just such a deeper relationship that you had with right. the guys. It, for me, in the late 80s into the 90s, it was Could NIL game. bring that back, or probably not, right? I think the NIL guys that stay an extra year, Baco in, in, in North Carolina, right. I mean, he's a guy that's really an NBA, they don't covet that position don't anymore. Look at Kofi. Coburn, what right, he's going through right, right now. Yeah, great, great he, one. He would have been a, mm-hmm. well, 30 oh, years ago, he would have been a, yeah, lottery pick. Absolutely. Even 10 years no, ago. You have to go back 30, you're right. Go he back would have 10. been probably still a first rounder, mm-hmm. and here today, mm-hmm. might not hear his name called with the 58. It's it's more difficult. Keegan will make it more exciting, though, tonight. I'll, I'll be... Tomorrow. Or tomorrow, yeah. Yep. Well, I'll be locked in from the get-go because of that, with Keegan being involved and just seeing him there, see Kenyon, of course, mm-hmm. player of my youth, yeah. and... Watching him and the smile on his face. And our buddy Tom Cakert also going to be with the yes, crew. Yes, he is. Um, so Keegan's going to be at the draft, right? In yes. the green room? Yep. Good. Um, I'm starting to see that the Pistons are out on him. I And, and everything within the last couple of days, moving more so to, to uh, the Pacers at six. Okay. But there may be some movement. I yeah. mean, who knows? What did you say? Norlander had him 12th? Matt Norlander had him 12th yesterday. Which is as low as I've seen him. Yeah, that's the lowest that I've seen too. But yeah, there's there's certainly no lot uh-huh. with with Keegan, a guy that well, he's 21. Mm-hmm. Now if yeah, you get him if for a, 19, if you get him for a decade, I don't understand what I the problem either. is. I don't either. We will talk to uh, Chris Monter, College Basketball News, uh, on this NBA draft. He knows his stuff. Uh, he will join us next. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. You know, if you missed it a few minutes ago, the keyword 
uh, in the 10 o'clock hour for $1,000 at KXNO.com is money. Money at KXNO.com, another in the 11 o'clock hour. Well, uh, the NBA draft tomorrow night. Keegan Murray, where will he go? What pick will he be? We'll do that with Chris Monter. We'll go around it as well. Some of the other names uh, as he uh, covers it from soup to nuts. And Chris is with us. Chris Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on, Chris Monter. How are you? Not bad, not bad. How are you today? Doing well. Appreciate you coming on. So let's uh, let's do Keegan. Get uh, not that we want to get him out of the way, but he is the uh, you know a top of the marquee here in the state of Iowa, at least in Iowa City and good portions of uh, Central Iowa here. So it looks as though uh, five or six, and I'm starting to see some more Pacers at six. What are NBA teams concerned about with Keegan Murray, and where do you think he lands? Yeah, I don't think there's that many huge concerns about him. Obviously, he showed great improvement. We talked about this before from his freshman to his sophomore season um, and was one of the most improved players in the, in the country. Had an outstanding season in the Big Ten, one of the reasons Iowa had the strong season that they did despite losing a lot of great players like Garza and some other talented players. I think a lot of people thought, to be honest, Iowa would maybe take a little step back, but they didn't. And one of the reasons was because of Keegan and his brother. Uh, you're right. I think he probably figures to go in that range. I think the players you're going to see in the top three, uh, more than likely they're going to be uh, Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and Paolo Vajaro. Uh, I'm Duke. So you're looking at players a little bit bigger. Uh, I think size is always going to be a premium, even though the league has become you know more of a positionless game. I think those three deservingly, I think probably would go somewhere in that one to three range. I think there's still some question marks about who's going to be the number one pick, which is, you know, not not untypical, but usually you at least kind of have a feeling of who the number one pick is. I think there's still some debate about that. So I don't think Murray's looked down on at all. And again, I think he's a player who comes from a basketball family, obviously his father, uh, his brother, um, and he knows what uh, I think it's going to be like in the NBA. And uh, again, like you said, I think he's figures go in that four to seven range and I think has a chance to be a very good rookie and a strong candidate to be, a, you know, first team all rookie. So, so let me follow up on your on your number one. If you're drafting for Orlando, Chris Montour, um, who do you like the best of that of those three? That one's tough because I, I really like Chet Holmgren. He's a Minnesota kid where I'm based out of. He's great friends with Jalen Suns. And if you're an Orlando Magic fan, you look at the history of your team. You haven't been good for a while, to be honest. You're You've had the number one pick a couple times in the past. You drafted Shaquille O'Neal, but he ended up going to L.A. on a train. You had Dwight Howard. He ended up going to L.A. Um, you want to keep those great players. And maybe if you draft Holmgren and Suggs together, you have a combination. Those are, are two extremely close friends. They have had many a sleepover, many a Thanksgiving dinner together. So maybe the thought process would be that those two could skate together and all of a sudden you could build something down to Orlando. Feels like the buzz continues to build Jaden Ivey at number four. Yep. If it's not Sacramento, somebody else trading up for him. So many people talk about his upside and what he couldn't become. And that elite, elite athleticism, obviously, we saw watching him in the Big Ten, that playing out. How important Jaden Ivey finding the right spot, the right fit? How important do you think that is to unleash what a lot of people think maybe is the most talent in this draft, top end talent? Yeah, again, I think you you know we're talking about so many players with size in the early part of the draft, but Ivy's a player who can play both guard spots. He gets compared a lot to John Morant, and obviously you like watch John Morant, which was a unique player this year. He was first team all you know 
first or second team All NBA, but also was most improved player in the league, which you wouldn't think should happen, but it obviously did. But I think he's a player who has great athleticism. Ivy, uh, you look at him, a great defender. As I mentioned, can play both guard spots, has great size, 6'4", 6'5". Uh, you know, Purdue players usually can play uh, a physical style or a tempo style. I think he can do both. So you're right. I think he, Sacramento would make a lot of sense. Although Sacramento, you're hearing a lot of talk about them maybe wanting to make a trade. They've been in the NBA lottery forever, seemingly, and they want to make things, uh, you know, Eventually, if you're a general manager or a coach or whatever, anybody in the organization that, that hasn't made the playoffs in, I think, 16 years, you know, you, you have to wonder about your job. And I feel the feeling that Ivy, you know, is maybe more ready to step in immediately than maybe the three guys who go ahead of him were talented, but again, only had one year of college basketball. Hmm. Getting into a couple more uh, names uh, in, in a second with you, Chris. Is this seen as a... Uh, a, a deep draft, uh, one of the best drafts in a, in, in, in a decade, one of the maybe bottom tier uh, in the last decade. How do people see this draft overall as far as uh, talent? Yeah, I think it's a good draft. I don't know if it's a great draft, but again, you look, uh, unfortunately, most drafts, you have good talent, maybe not always great talent. Some great drafts are better, obviously. You go back you know, to the Michael Jordan draft where you had you know, Akeem Olajuwon, and you had other great players, Charles Barkley. You know, you've had great players in certain drafts and maybe other drafts that were disappointing. I think it's a good draft, but again, when you're drafting so many young players, and again, I, we've talked about this in the past, I was never crazy about the rule where you had to go to college for one year. I always felt like, you know, if you're a LeBron James, Kevin Garnett, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant, et cetera, you should be able to jump right to the NBA if you feel that you can do that. And I feel like it kind of has hurt the college game. And to be honest, I think it has hurt the NBA game a little bit too because you've had a lot of players who are great talents, great athletes, but maybe aren't ready for the NBA. And you see more and more first-round picks uh, spending time in the G League. Um, so, again, I think this is a good draft. I wouldn't say it's a great draft, but I think it's a deep draft. And I think there are a lot of players, to be honest, who are going to go late first. And, Second round, it maybe could have benefited from another year, but if you're a team that has multiple picks or even second round picks, I think you have a chance to find a very good player later in this draft. Oche Abaji, we watched him for four years at mm-hmm. Kansas, turn into a really good player. He's 22. I guess that's the knock we talked about that with Keegan a lot. Same thing here as he's an older guy, but boy, he just feels like end of the lottery, into the middle of the first round, feels like a guy. Plug and play. He'll be ready to go. He can be, you know, sixth, seventh guy for you right away and develop into a good player. What do you think about Abaji? Yeah, you're right. He's, he's one of the reasons Jacks won the national title. But you're right. There is a concern about the age. I always think it's crazy. He's 22 years old. He's still got room to improve. But people look at that age, unfortunately, and feel his ceiling isn't quite as high. I think maybe a little bit, maybe not a lot, but a bias against Kansas players in the draft. You look at some of the players. The last few years, you look at a Ben McLemore, everybody thought he'd be a great NBA player, great shooter, really made strong strides from his freshman and sophomore year. He was the eighth pick, I believe. Josh Jackson was the fourth pick a few years ago. Those players haven't panned out. So Kansas has it, you know, despite great talent and winning a couple of national titles, I mean, the coach self, who I've known forever, going back to his Oral Roberts days, you know, they, some of those players haven't panned out the way maybe you might thought in the NBA. So maybe that works against him a little bit, but you're right. Uh, a talented player, and again, I always look at it maybe a little differently. I feel like he's probably more ready to step into the NBA. He's played 140 games, been part of a Jayhawk national championship team, big Big 12 championship team, et cetera. I feel like he's going to step in a little more quickly. But you're right, he's a player who maybe doesn't go quite as high as you think 
based on his outstanding season this past year just because of that egg situation. Uh, a name that intrigues me, Chris, is a guy that didn't play a minute uh, in Kentucky. He was the number one player coming out of high school, Canadian kid, Shaden Sharp, who went to Kentucky, did not play, uh, but is going to be, I think, probably a top 10 pick. Did you see much of him um, You know, in, in his uh, formative years, if you will, before he, he got to Kentucky? What kind of player is he? Uh, and is he one of these guys that you know people talk about upside in the draft? Might he have as much upside as anybody yeah definitely i think you're looking at an incredibly athletic player as you mentioned was actually considered the top player in the high school class of 2022 before he decided to reclassify enrolled in kentucky early uh in january and then just worked out with the team did not play in any games but you know obviously kentucky has a lot of great talent so i think his feeling was hey I'm not going to play in any games, but I'm going to work against and practice and play against some of the best players in the country. Uh, a big-time athlete, I know he's made some comments, feeling that he's going to be an all-star player, which I kind of like to hear sometimes. Mm. Uh, I'd rather you see it, do it on the court, but obviously he hasn't had a chance to do it on the court if he's really played any games this year. But, but as you mentioned, big-time talent can shoot, uh, seven-foot wingspan. And again, he's kind of a little bit of an X-factor in this practice because, uh, as you mentioned, Fans really don't know a lot about him because he didn't play any college basketball this past year. All right, so looking through the list, of course, last year we saw Jalen Green go number two, Jonathan Kaminga go in the top ten from this G League Ignite team. They go through it again this year. We're probably going to see another name or two that's going to come here at the top of the list, Dyson Daniels. Is this working? How is this working? And and looking to the future of what the NBA and the G League is looking to develop, is is this going to become more the norm as we're looking at the guys that don't go to college going to spend a year in the G League? Yeah, I guess it has worked. Uh, you know, I'm maybe a little bit of a purist. I like the college game a lot. I like the NBA game a lot. But, you know, so I like seeing those players. And you, and you thought maybe with the NIL that would kind of cut down on some of the players. But obviously Jalen Green you know, had a terrific uh, season this past year for the Houston Rockets. And Kaminga, you know, was a key player coming off the bench at times for Golden State when they had some injury issues. And he's a big-time athlete, only 19 years old, and on a great situation with a team like the Warriors where he can grow as the team maybe gets a little bit older or maybe has to get rid of some of the high-salary players. You could see him definitely stepping in. Uh, obviously, some fans in your area maybe got a chance to see some of these players because uh, that uh, Ignite team did play – down in Des Moines uh, against the Wild. So I, I think you're going to see more and more NBA people make that road trip, especially from the Midwest, to a game down there uh, to see some of those players. Uh, you know, I look at it maybe differently. I feel like a one-year college, even if you're only there for a half a year, just spending classes, isn't the worst thing. You're going to be in the big man on campus. You know, I, I feel like that would be a great situation, especially, you know, some traditional great schools, you know, the Dukes, North Carolinas, whatever. Uh, but, again, some Kids just aren't really academically orientated, don't want to waste their time in school, which I, I guess I look, that's kind of a good thing. Maybe allows some other kid who maybe wouldn't have that college opportunity. But as long as these kids are successful, I think you're going to see other kids follow in their footsteps. And there's several big-time recruits from the 2023 class who have a list of colleges that you know are like Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and then the G League. So obviously kids are looking at these players. And if you're going to see a couple of these players go in the first round, it's going to be more viable to, I think, other players who maybe decide 
that college maybe isn't for them. Uh, only 58 picks in this draft, 30 teams. Why is there only 58? Uh, two teams, Miami and uh, Milwaukee, both forfeited a pick for tampering. So where I'm going with you, that we thought that you know maybe A.J. Green, back end of the draft, might, uh, might uh, hear his name called. There's not 60 slots, only 58. What do you think, Chris? Is he going to get drafted tomorrow night? Yeah, I hope so, because I really like A.J. and good friends with his dad, so I've known him for a long, long time. Going back to the Northern Iowa days, um, I think so. I think he gets drafted, but again, uh, unfortunately, if you're a player, you know who maybe doesn't go in the top part of the second round. Sometimes it's better not to be drafted. Right. You look at Ben Wallace uh, was one of the best shot blockers ever, great rebounder, multi-time uh, NBA All Star. He was never drafted. John Starks, David Wesley, players going back, Brad Miller, Wesley Matthews, who's made a very good career in the NBA. We're not drafted. Obviously, you want to hear your name. You've been working for this for you know, 10, 12 years or more even. Uh, so you want to hear your name drafted. Obviously, it means that a team maybe has a little more of a commitment for you. But if you play one in one of the uh, summer leagues, especially out in Vegas, where all the NBA teams are out there watching those players, you can definitely make a roster and go from there. And obviously, the G League, I think it's become a better developmental tool for teams. So. Uh, you, you want to hear your name called, and obviously Milwaukee and Miami, like you mentioned, because of some quote-unquote tampering that they did uh, with free agency uh, a while back. They don't have picks. So you're right, instead of having the 60 picks that you normally have, you only have 58 this year. Chris Monter, College Basketball News, and our go-to guy this time every year when we talk about uh, the NBA draft. Chris, thank you. We certainly appreciate it, Chris. Thanks again. Look forward to talking down the road. Right, good to hear from you. Chris Smonter uh, on the NBA draft. Uh, Keegan Murray, top. What would you set the over under at the Condon Casino? Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half is where I put it. I would take the over. I think he goes six. Yeah, I do too. I think he goes. Yep, I think he goes over as well. So sit it at six and a half. And suddenly, Pacers games become a little bit more interesting That's in true. our state. Do we get them? We don't, no, do we? No. They are not part of the, right. the package that you get. You yeah. get the Bucks, you get, get the, the T-Wolves, Bucks, you get the Bulls. You get the Bulls, T-Wolves, and whatever the national games yep. are. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back and finish the hour. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106. For details. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. And welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon, going to head to Vegas. Greg Peterson coming up. Uh, he's a sports handicapper and a good one and a transparent one, which is as good as anything. He'll overnight on uh, on Vissen. He will join us. And then David Kaplan, who had an opportunity within the last couple of hours to talk to Jed Hoyer. We will pick Cappy's brain on that, amongst other things. So, Trent, I'm, I'm on uh, scrolling through Twitter during the break, mm-hmm. and I see that... You were um, on Twitter? Imagine that. <laughs> How many hours a day are you on Twitter? Well, not as many as I. We got a little puppy. <laughs> Jet, Jet's taking some of your oh time. Oh my god! Um, I'm, I'm, I wake up stiff in the morning. This little bugger. Anyways, I mean, from just playing with him, um, a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm on yeah. too much. I'm on too much. But Ohio State was just uh, awarded a trademark mm-hmm. for the word "the," the Ohio State University. Right. The. Now the reason behind this. Is they want to put it on T-shirts, the, the word "the" the because that is 
the moniker so that they have. So can we not use it anymore? Well, we got to pay royalties. So if we use during a sentence, I mean, the meter's running? They're so playing we... the Buckeyes this weekend. Well, there's there's yeah, a nickel. Yeah, got conned and dinged him. Yep. So what, what should we go after and? Oh, that'd be a good one. Ah, yeah. uh, uh, is. He. I mean, that's just ridiculous. How did that, how does, I, I, I've, I've, look, I've got my name on probably a dozen patents. I know they're not trademarks, but they're similar. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It is really difficult to get these, uh, to get these rewards. They got the word the trademarked. So a very simple part of this, though, is they can print a red T-shirt. With the on it. With scarlet lettering that mm-hmm. says the. And you can't. And, right, you know, a place like Boz Prince, uh-huh. a place like that that would want to do something similar mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to, or you have to pay the trademark fee in order to do that. Just Like, you can't just put Hawkeyes or a Tiger Hawk or a Cyclone on a T-shirt and sell it. You have to pay yep. because that is trademarked. And the same thing here. Now, they've been going by the Ohio State University. Forever. Now. Yeah. Forever. I mean, and it's gone from Ohio State to that uh-huh. part. Well, so if you go there, it becomes, yes. it's the, the Ohio State University. Right. right. Not a Ohio State right. University. It's the For everybody else, if you didn't go there, it's Ohio State. Right. It's not the Ohio State. So I, I get it. weird. I understand what they're doing. I'm just surprised that they ultimately were, get, were rewarded right. with it, that that passed the smell test. It's tough. If the term... The Ohio State University. Okay, that would I'll make give you sense. that. Yeah, yeah, but just the word, right? So any no, let's go get and <laughs> and what, what's going to be what what is going to be your filing though that why you deserve uh, because uh, because Ohio State got the word the we I, want the word I don't and. think that's going to fly. We'll get, we'll call Russian to get our business lawyer and see if we can get any. Well, help you're there. working with him tonight, right? I am. Yes, we're going to be out of Principal Park. And uh, some news from Principal Park here in a moment. But, yeah, Dowling Catholic against Southeast Polk, 7 o'clock mm-hmm. first pitch tonight, game two of the doubleheader. And very happy to be able to get back out to Principal Park. Obviously, the state baseball tournament, not there anymore, but just such a great venue. Well, what a throw for the kids, too. Oh, absolutely, to play on the big field. Absolutely. They've had regular season games going on here the last couple of weeks, and I believe this is the finale is of the it? regular season games, at least the ones that were scheduled as of a couple of weeks ago. But, so who makes that possible? Is uh, that the iCubs or is that the city? Is that that's the iCubs is who they have to mm-hmm. do. And I know in the past you had to you know, pay a certain amount or guaranteed tickets. Like I said, I think this year the tickets are free to get in. That's so awesome. it's a little bit different. I still think there's a facility charge that you do have to do, but not sure about the exact. Mm-hmm. And they open the concessions. It. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so the iCubs do. Yep. Get some yeah. bucks on that. But hey, it's can you have a beer? I don't think so. I. I doubt it. I would be surprised. Well, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't say that because I saw uh, Chris Williams tweet the other day. He was at his daughter's dance recital and they were serving beer. Oh, really? Are you sure they were serving it or Chris just uh, snuck maybe one that's, in? Uh, you know what? Yeah. I th- <laughs> well, he had he was drinking beer. He was now, drinking whether beer. Whether he was purchasing it. I think he was purchasing it there. Um, so, so maybe not. Uh, mentioned the Cubs. We have some breaking news here. On the big Cubs? Well, kind of. A guy that's down on the farm right now, Clint Frazier, who was outrighted and been going very very well. The voice of the Iowa Cubs, Alex Cohen, tweeted out this morning that Clint Frazier is no longer Clint Frazier. He wants to go by his middle name, Jackson. Well, the Clint Clint Frazier hasn't worked out real well. Right. So we're going to roll the dice here and see if the middle name works out a little bit better. Apparently that's what his family's always called him. He's always gone by his middle name. So it's no longer Clint, Jackson Frazier Uh trying to get a call back Uh up.
a Giancarlo Stanton type of thing, maybe. Right. Worked out well there. All right, out, but you got to have the talent, and he clearly did. Uh, hour number two coming up. We're going to talk to uh, a guy from VEASAN. Excited to do this for our first time with him, uh, Greg Peterson. Then David Kaplan on Chicago Sports. It's Miller and Condon, an hour to go. 106.3 K.